I am Sara Mokonsayag, and this is SEO in 2024. Sara, what's your number one SEO tip for 2024? So my number one tip is work uh, to become an entity and feed the machine the correct information. So they need to understand your identity. They need to understand your offering and they need to understand your target audience. Okay, superb. So let's unpack that a little bit more to feed the machine the correct information. So what are the first steps to building that digital entity? So uh, let me maybe elaborate a little bit more on the logic than I have behind. Then it's because uh, what you want to remove is the uncertainty part. So what you want is then whatever it is, Google, Bing, or whatever search engine you want to make reference, what you want is then all search engines understand you. In the case of Google, for example, also to apply better your eat signals. So if they understand you, <laughs> they can better apply the signals. So that's mean then if you are an author and you are an entity and they know also who is the website owner, but it's much easier to apply all the eight signals. So this is why my opinion is very important to focus, become an entity and especially feed all the correct information and also now with generative AI. Okay, okay. So a few steps to unpack further there as well. So I, I, I would imagine the first steps are to actually get the content right in your website, uh, because you can't obviously build yourself into an entity without explaining to the search engine precisely what you are, what you represent, mm -hmm. and what, what you're trying to offer to your customers. Um, so what kind of content do you need to have on your website to begin with to initiate the building of that presence? So, okay, so let me go a step back. I recently wrote a paper, like a white paper with Jason uh, Bernard, and it was about generative AI, how to adapt to generative AI. But for me, it's applied exactly the same logic in this case, which is when you produce your content, you have to think to the buyer decision journey. And you have to think to what type of content you want to write to make sense for your company. So for example, I work for a development company. Okay, so what it makes sense is an agency, is a development agency. So what it makes sense is that their content is, obviously they have to have the product part because I mean, they sell that. <laughs> so they have to have the product part, but they also have to have, for example, in their blog, they will show how fantastic are all developers because uh, the developers will directly write their blog and on their experience. And that for me is just a small part of the buyer decision journey. You have to really thinking much larger, but I gave you a couple of examples. Okay. And um, I'm just wondering what content initially is absolutely key. Uh, so in order to give yourself a best chance of a search engine understanding straight away exactly who you are and what you represent, what content do you need to have on your homepage? And what content do you need to have on your about page or other key page? Okay. So, okay. So we are speaking exactly about key pages. They are, so if you have a home page, about page, these are clearly key pages, uh, product pages, key pages, 
so in the homepage, for uh, let me give you an example. Let's say that you are, I don't know, again, <laughs> let me give you the example of the development company. So if you are a development company, you will start directly by saying who you are. So what do you do and who you are probably on your homepage? And what is great is when you start putting data. So let's say then you, it's like 20 years then you are in business, then you can say it's 20 years that I do this and this and this. So this already helps. Then you go to the about, about us page. The about us page is fantastic because the about us page is that kind of page where you can go deep in explaining your history. And there, there are so many data that you can put inside factual information. So this is what I think then is nice to have. And what, what would be an example of that data? What, what would be key elements that you need to include in your about page? So, for example, in the about page, you can, uh, you can speak about your structure. So let's say that you, who is the owner of the company? If you are not the owner of the company, you're owned by another company. Bingo, <laughs> you write that. So you give all the information about really who you are. But like, obviously, you will explain also what you do, your history. That is all fantastic because it gives extra information. But I would say then one of the advantage of using those pages is really create the logic and the structure of the website. Okay, so this website, like, this is my brand. The, my brand is part of another brand. Uh, or oh, this is my brand, my owner, the owner of the brand is this, 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 you know, like you can give this kind of information. And obviously you want to mark up the content with schema. So how do you see, decide what schema to use? I mean, can you use, for instance, ChatGPT to produce the schema on your behalf? So to be honest, I never use ChatGTP to produce the schema because I was always like, again, I work in a development company. So for me, it's just like, I give my requirement and then they produce it for me. And if the question is, do you use schema? Yes. I like to use it in the about page, for example. Okay. So, so maybe a better question is, um, how do you ensure that you use all the schema that you need to be using? How do you ensure? <laughs> that is difficult like, <laughs> to answer. But what you can do is like you select already what are the minimum requirements that you want to have. So, for example, I know then I want to have organization. Okay, maybe I can go a little bit like down the hill and be more precise of the type of organization. But then you, you put yourself a list of things that you think then are required for you to have. Then you can always copy people that are doing it better than you, probably. That is also an option. <laughs> Okay, okay. So, so, so go into a website that you respect, that you know is using schema and see what they're doing. Yeah. Exactly. That is something that sometimes I do, to be honest, to see, oh, wow, they're doing this, this. Ah, okay. Then I can add this information and this information. Sometimes I do that. Sometimes I just go through the library. Sometimes I check the documentation of Google with the minimum requirement. So it depends. And building that digital entity isn't necessarily just about what you do on your own site. It's about things like your own social media presence as well. Uh, so where are the key places to be to try and enhance what you do on other sites? And um, how do you go about doing that? 
So let me give you an example. So for example, let's say uh, that you have uh, like your page and you have like comments on the page saying how fantastic you are and your product is fantastic, but that is just on your website. Nothing outside is saying how fantastic you are, okay? So now let's say then you are a software company and I mean, Trustpilot, for example, is something really good for software company. So if you have the external part, which is confirming that you are fantastic, that is good. So for sure, the external part help a lot in building your credibility. I don't mean like backlinks, maybe two, but I mean like everything that can confirm the information that you're giving internally. Okay, so are you talking about sites like maybe a, a Google local, like in, uh, making sure that your Google business profile has a few reviews on it, using Trustpilot as well? Is that what you're talk- talking about there? Yes, exactly, exactly. These are examples of external sources, but you can have tons of external sources then confirm, provided they are valuable external sources, and then they can confirm uh, what you're saying inside and that help you in building your credibility. So, so should you be linking to those sites from your own website? And is there a way of using schema to demonstrate that um, those are the sites that search engines should be reviewing in terms of what your brand is about? So one do not eliminate the other one. <laughs> so you can obviously for internal, uh, for example, let's take the example of Trustpilot. You can always say a link to Trustpilot from your website. Why not? It's, it's good. It's not bad. You can always use, for example, schema for everything. So for example, let's say then you have a Wikipedia page. Okay, this is something then sometimes a look or, and then you are in your um, about us page, for example, then there is same as, and then for example, then the same as you want to let know, <laughs> then is the same connection with the Wikipedia page. So there are always ways that you can use schema to show the external source as much as you can use internal, uh, your website to show the connection with the external source. And how much does interacting on social media help? So if you've got accounts on Twitter slash X, Facebook, LinkedIn, maybe TikTok or other social profiles, how far does that go to assist search engines in understanding what you do and um, enhancing your brand's identity? So for sure it has an influence and I think then it has a good influence because whatever research on SERP, you will often have also the reference to uh, social networks. So obviously he had a reference. Then there will be probably a bit of a difference. Like for example, if uh, I am a person I will probably have Twitter, LinkedIn showing who I am. If I have a company, they will probably be, uh, it depends on the type of company, maybe TikTok or, or something else. So anyway, for sure, for sure, social network play a role in the sense that uh, it is shown in your SERP. So, so that is obviously, and then it means then they pass through it and try to understand you also through that. 
So, so what social platforms give you the best presence on the SERP? I mean, we've seen Twitter. I've also seen someone's individual LinkedIn profile to actually create their knowledge panel as well. What, what, what um, social platforms give you the best bang for the buck at the moment? So at the moment, uh, so for example, yeah, for the knowledge panel, I would say that I've seen a lot of people on LinkedIn, taking from LinkedIn. And, and, and I've seen it taken from the about section on LinkedIn. I've seen someone write their about section as a third party in third person. I don't know if that made it more likely for Google to want to use that text within the knowledge panel. What are your thoughts on that? So uh, to be honest, I I remember like maybe two years ago, something like this. I have seen uh, that on uh, Aleda Solis and it was written in the third person. And so I have seen that several times written in the third person. That's interesting. I, I thought I thought that was just being pretentious, but um, no, it's actually valuable for search engines. I think then it is. I don't know. I can't prove it 100%. But when I saw it, took it from LinkedIn, I have seen that, yes. So I, I can't promise, yes, it's that. But for sure, there is something <laughs> in that direction. Now, we t- you touched briefly on ChatGPT, uh, on AI. What are your thoughts on the future of schema? Is it not the case that um, within six months, a year, AI is going to get so clever, they won't need schema. They are, search engines won't need schema. They'll be able to understand what text means. They'll be able to understand the entity without having any markup code within there as well. And schema won't be so relevant anymore. What are your thoughts on that? Ah, that it will be a, a complete discussion. But like to sum it up, uh, first thing that come in my mind, it's like generative AI as a big problem, which is hallucination. So they need to have something then structure them. They need, the, they is a technology which is fantastic, but need like confirmation. So they, at the moment, the only thing that could confirm and, and help them remove this problem is the knowledge graph. And everything that is structured, in my opinion, it's something that can help generative AI to not go to hallucination. And schema is clearly something that creates structure. So can they understand? Yes. Can they understand the wrong? Yes. Can they invent the story? Oh, yes. So everything then help the understanding have to stay, at least at the moment. Maybe in two years, I will tell you, nah, it's perfect. There is no more problem. <laughs> but at the moment, I feel then uh, having everything structured, it's still important. Yeah, I, I, I see that time horizon as well. I, th- I think it's hard to see past three years, but I think for the next three years, you know, we can have some confidence in w- what we need to do to enhance the optimization of, of our digital presence. Yes. If an SEO is struggling for time, what should they stop doing right now so they can spend more time doing what you suggest in 2024? So if uh, you have a limited time, I would probably work less on Core Web Vitals. I know that it's never a very popular uh, sentence, but um, limited time, like use it for something else. 
Sarah Mokunsayag is an SEO specialist. You can find her over at mokunsayagsarah.ch. Sarah, thanks so much for being part of SEO in 2024. Thank you so much, David. I've been your host, David Bain. Get your copy of SEO in 2024, the book, over at seoin2024.com. <laughs>